Welcome to Screen Masters with me, Bav. And me, Fluff. And today on the show, we're not going to do what I was alluding to at the end of the last episode. We're going to go straight into part two of our walkthrough of Always Sunny, because someone's managed to make himself, get himself up to uh, round, uh, season 12. So we can go through another four odd seasons. So probably going to cover seasons five through eight today. But of course, before we do that... I would like to turn to the words. I don't know the band, actually, but I know the song goes something like, The Eagle's Born Out of Thunder. Hmm. Ah, he flies through the night. Ah, don't you mess with his eggs now. Ah, or you'll see him fight. Ah, yes, we have feathers, but the muscles of men, because we're birds now, but we're also men. Birds of war! No, nothing. All right. Fair did you not hear? I did respond there. I thought you'd like that. Um. Anyway, let's do the admin first. Then. Uh. <laughs> so, if you want to join in with us, you can go to facebook.com forward slash the screen masters. Uh, send us a message there. Comment on the posts. Whatever. We always post when we've got a new episode coming out over there. Uh. And on Twitter at the twitter.com forward slash the sm underscore pod or at the sm underscore pod. Yes, you can at us that's a thing um if you want to look back over some of the previous video episodes we've done and also some of the audio stuff you can go to bit.ly forward slash bitebackyt and find all the youtube stuff so yeah i think i'll do for now let's turn to you we got any news and things to discuss <clears throat> a couple of bits uh a couple of bits to note uh so first thing is this morning woke up and read uh that chris pratt is going to be reprising his role as star lord in the next thor film love and thunder interesting hmm. so whether that is going to be a brief cameo to explain uh you know from the finale of Endgame to the beginning of this one, where Thor has been and what he's been up to, whether we'll see the rest of the Guardians. Who is to say? Uh, perhaps Peter Quill will be on Earth for a little while. Uh, who's to say? Uh, I think it's just telling that those two got on really well filming together. And uh, they had a good, good little bit of bro bromance chemistry there. Um, <laughs> I know, uh, as you've said before, you don't want, excuse me, too many... Um, so I've got a bit of fluff in my face there. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, um, uh, yeah, the um, obviously the sarcasm and stuff, the, the the kind of comedy that you've you've commented on in the past. I think they bounce well off of each other. Um, we'll oh, we'll yeah, see. The two, the two characters do. Yeah, so we'll see. I've, I've um, softened on my point on that. I, yeah. I, I after discussions with various people, particularly by Endgame, the character of Thor is not. The same as he was, no, because he's gone through character development. Um, so you know, yeah, I'm. It's interesting though, because I, I kind of in the back of my head, I sort of hoped that what we saw at the end of Endgame with Thor and the Guardians, mm. I kind of hoped that that was us setting up Guardians three, and we'd get a nice Guardians movie with Thor on board. But I'll be a little bit. I think I'll find it a little bit of a shame if they've already had their adventure, and we're catching up with them 
post-adventure just to find out what happened and where he's been. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll explain itself. I have, as we yeah, always do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not <clears throat> with, uh, I'm just saying that that's the way I'd like it to go, I think. Yeah, I think, again, given, given the history of everything, I've got the utmost faith that they know what they're doing yeah. with their characters at the moment. Um, yeah, they've proven themselves in more minutes. One small, sad bit of news. Uh, from my perspective, I'm not sure whether you even got around to it, but um, sadly, even in the middle of uh, starting to shoot the final series of the show, um, unfortunately, uh, a good good show on Netflix called Glow, uh, Glorious Ladies yeah, of Wrestling, uh, was cancelled, uh, even though they'd shot three episodes. Um which I'm uh, very disappointed about. Um, even, you know, the, the cast and the creators have just kind of said, look, <clears throat> you know, possibly Netflix, give, it, give us a movie, you know, give us a, a movie to f- finish it off. They, they were going into their last series, uh, you know, and they'd already shot, yeah. you know, three episodes of it. So it's, it's fucking heartbreaking to see because it was such a good show and really pisses me off, especially when, you know, a very strong female-led show, uh, you know, it, and it just frustrates me. And then I read that, you know, a piece of shit which has been, you know, commonly uh, dissed online by a lot of people, uh, Emily in Paris, which even the French have said is a huge slap in the face, you know, to, to, <laughs> to the French themselves and say that it takes those uh, those stereotypical views of the French and ramps up to 11 because it's uh, aimed at an American audience showing an American coming to France trying to show how to educate them and, you know, better them. Uh, and this piece oh, of, course, of shit... Of course, everyone needs improving by the Yanks, exactly. don't they? Uh, and so, this, sorry, Americans. This, this piece of shit, uh, which has just been slated, and you go on IMDb, you go on anywhere, the, the, the reviews of it are not too flattering, and, you know, it's star rating's pretty shit, and all the backlash, that just gets picked up for a second season. And yet, Glow, which has just shot three episodes, gets cancelled... Uh, the logic at times absolutely fucking escapes me with Netflix. But, you know, it is what it is. It's interesting, though, because I heard that Glow stopped because they couldn't shoot it. Yeah. Uh, safely, under COVID protocols yeah. and things. But if they'd already shot three episodes, what, what's the problem? How You obviously managed to shoot three episodes. Yeah. How, so... how can you allow other series to continue and yet something like Glow? Now, I understand. It, well, again, it is the it, actual wrestling it, it is, is still wrestling. running and has been running throughout <laughs> the entirety of this. <laughs> exactly. So not that I think it should have done, no. but you know it has. Yeah, we've we've you know we've watched over the last uh, you know nine months or so uh, you know the the development of of the wrestling shows and, and the wrestling world, and it's not necessarily been great. Uh, you know, but, but the fact that they cancel a show they've already started making because of concerns about how close this all is, yet we've got actual wrestling still going on. Loads of sports games are still going on. And yet they continue to pick up another series, which has been slated by critics, slated by viewers, and probably because it's done some numbers. They'll give it a second season and probably can it after that. But I just hate this shit when Netflix do this. It's the same with Amazon stuff. They give these series like one or two, and then they go, you know what, and pull the rug out from under them. Well, unless it's the expanse, in which case we know the expanse is safe. Yeah, well, we're very much the expanse is safe because you know Jeff Jeff Bezos loves a fucking thing, and rightfully so. And uh, coming coming beginning of December, everybody to uh, Amazon TV uh, very soon. Oh, what really? Yes, very very soon. Yes, yes, yes. If you haven't seen, there is a season five trailer uh, as oh, well. Cool. Okay, so, I'll watch that. Uh, that. That was released back in October. I, I probably think because of the way that we've been 
recording these I've, I've neglected in between but yeah there is a, a a trailer again to whet your appetite and then some um but it looks like uh, i think i've mentioned before on uh on previous recording it will be a weekly one uh similar to how the boys uh was when, when it was being dropped and again I, i'm dropping and sorry what how Mando's dropping in yeah, a minute. Yeah, Mando's dropping. Star Trek is Discovery is dropping as well. Um, I'm I'm quite enjoying uh, my weekly routine of of watching certain shows again now. Um, as much as I do love bulk watching, it's also really nice to get to a Friday once I finish work to sit down and watch Star Trek Discovery uh, and then Star Wars Mandalorian. I couldn't ask for a better Friday evening in the town. See, I'm doing the same thing with Mando. I'll just yeah, sit down or watch an episode of Mando on the Friday evening while I'm having my tea. It's nice. Um, so yeah, other than that, uh, not much more in in the realm of news. Again, you know things are still quiet with the world being the way it is. So uh, yeah, how about you? Anything to comment on? Uh, what have I watched now? So mostly I've been watching Always Sunny because mm. I've just gotten to a point where I just just you know an episode finishes and I just want to put the next one on because. <laughs> They're really starting to hit their stride. I don't want to say too much, obviously, because we'll get there as we get there. Mm-hmm. But particularly from season, I think it's nine onwards, it, it takes on a different entity because it becomes self-aware. And it becomes aware of its own tropes and then takes its own tropes and starts spinning its own tropes. Um, let's say I've got examples and things when we get there, but that would be part three, I think. Um uh continued watching the boys i'm about halfway through that now so that would be good um I and mean, what did i watch i watched a film the other oh i watched the martian again the other day oh love that love that film love, it. love that because i watched oh, i read the book so i yes. was like oh i'm gonna watch the film and see how much of it's in there and i thought i understood the film quite well but i watched the film and was like huh this doesn't tell you half as much as the book does yeah i understood it fully so mm. obviously they did a really good job mm. um and I thought the book was really pacey, like keeps the pace up all the way through. And I watched the film and felt like I was going at breakneck speed. I didn't have mm. time to catch my breath. It's, uh, mm. I think it's a fantastic film. Um, fantastic. Give me some examples. I've never read the book myself. It's something that I'll borrow after you, um, you know, obviously swapping and changing with the Expanse and, and the Martian books. But yeah, yeah, what, 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 give me some uh, examples of, of anything that was in the book that wasn't in the in the film that tickled, um, so, tickled your interest anyway that i, I should you know. okay so towards the end his final journey from the hab to the mav mm. at the Ares foresight is not uh, without its perils sure he has problems there right as he's about to reach the thing um the bit where the airlock gets blown off yeah. is a much, much bigger sequence. Okay. He ends up actually walking within that airlock and rolling it back to the hab because his his suit is damaged too much and he's letting in the air, so he's only got a tiny bit of air to get from the airlock to the hab. But he actually ends up going to a rover first and catching his breath and sorting himself out and then goes into the hab. But it's just not straightforward. Mm. And then large... The other bits that are mainly in there is um, just the the level of scientific detail mm. is is amped up massively. Cool. The only thing I would say that the book doesn't give me a, a, a handle on and a weak point I felt with the book, whereas the film does get it across, mm. is the amount of times you're reading the book and something goes wrong and you're like, fuck, I'd have given up. 
I'd have given up three weeks ago at this stage. Like you just, how are you keeping yourself going through this and taking all these knockbacks and getting put back to step one? And yet you get up and you carry on and you put it all back together again. It just boggles the mind. The book doesn't really touch on any sort of emotional trauma or any emotional problems he has with, you know, dealing with it, with getting up and cracking on and loneliness. Mm. None of those things are really delved into in the book. But in the film, I feel from Matt Damon's performance, you get a because he's doing, you know, he's he's an actor. He's acting with his face Mm. and things that you can't see in the book. And again, the book doesn't because the book is entirely written when it's on Mars, Mm -hmm. it's all log entries from Watney. So there's no descriptive paragraphs around it saying his face crumpled up as if he was going to cry. You know what I mean? There's none of that. It's just him talking and he's very matter of fact. Now, whether that's, you know, the writer going, oh, well, yeah, but because of the training, because he's an ex-military guy, he would just get up and crack on every day. Or whether it was just a, no, I don't want to go down that road too much. I want to keep pushing the plot along and, you know, having it stay a level above that. Mm. I don't know. But in the film, I think you get a, you get points where he's, you know, you look at him and you think, Christ, he's going to give up because of the way he's acting. Yeah. This... I just don't get that from the book. And like I say, it's because of the way the book's written, which I like. I like it being written as a series of long entries because there's some very humorous bits that come from that. And like no, where he's talking to the thing and he says, I'm going to science the shit out of it, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, that's the thing. It's, uh, it is it is that thing of, yeah, he's he looks pensive at various points. He looks concerned. Uh, he looks angry and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, <clears throat> you know, the actor is obviously displaying the emotions that they're, they're trying to impart. Mm. Um, it's it's a it's a book that I'd, I'd been curious about, but I never just got around to. Uh, you know, it reminds me, uh, you know, you're talking about the log entries of mm. um, World War Z, um, the book by Max Brooks, which got turned yeah. into the absolute disaster piece of shit that yeah, uh, really, the, okay. that was the Brad Pitt version. <laughs> and Brad Pitt, yeah, yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's terrible. You you know, I, I couldn't even. It's an awful film. I've seen it, and I don't. I, I remember there's like a pile up of zombies trying yeah. to get up a wall or something. Just, and they all just look like yeah. CG bollocks. Yeah, just I a just... complete complete contradiction to how the the story is in this. I really do hope that at some point somebody takes that book and turns it into a legit series because there are so many interesting parts. It's another one I'll throw to to, to you at some point. I've really enjoyed it because it is the, you know, log tales of these individuals that are having their experiences and it's not all sunshine and roses. There is, you know, some horrible shit, but it's sometimes a little bit more enjoyable. Um, So, yes. Okay, good. There's some news. Hello, everyone. We've we've done with that section. Let's move on then. So, always sunny. Season five. Oh, from this season onward, the aspect ratio was changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> don't think I even noticed that. It is it is a little bit noticeable um, when you go back and kind of rewatch a lot of these as. I have want to have done uh, in the past many times. Uh, you do notice uh, the subtle changes in the cinematography and stuff like that. Um, every every so often, as you progress, I think it kind of, again, it gets to about eight, eight or nine. And then again, it kind of ramps up because we kind of get HD quality. So it's it's wonderful to watch the show going back 
to present and you see the the, the changes and everything that they've made uh, over the years so yes we ended uh last time with you sort of telling me because i found this hilarious i that very day that we recorded the first part of the always sunny one mm. after we'd finished i went and watched two or three episodes uh and of course the first episode is the gang exploits the mortgage crisis mm-hmm. and we immediately get the lawyer yeah i just found that hilarious the same day as you were like oh they'll they'll be recurring characters I was like, what? Oh, cool. And then I watch an episode with him in. And then, in fact, the next episode features uh, Dee's got a new car. Which, again, is uh, is another recurring thing. thing that (laughs) continues to come up, yeah. And and you'd said, like I say, it was literally that day. I I, I stopped recording here and I went and watched a couple of episodes. It was hilarious. Yeah, exploiting the mortgage crisis. It is a good one. It's it's a good opener for, for the season. Again, it just, you know... It tackles something which, you know, even to this day, well, perhaps not at the moment, given the, the current world climate, uh, but again, mortgage crises and, and various kind of things. And, you know, the, the gang, especially Frank, always trying to take advantage of this. D trying to become a surrogate mother, again, just for financial gains. Um, yeah, because they have a pool, don't they? Yeah. So she just, everyone ends up turning up at the house to try and use the pool. And they're like, uh, what? Um, the, uh, the, the surrogate, uh, the mum in that family i recognized her i believe she was from two and a half men uh i'd actually uh, have to hang who's on the girl who, who used to climb up the balcony in two and a half men rose uh, yes rose 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 yes it was yeah 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 I'm that sure sounds that sounds uh entirely correct let me uh let me just double check i'm fairly certain that you are correct uh, yes, it is. I just, uh, I really recognized her. It took me a few minutes. I was like, I, I know her from somewhere. Yes, and I was uh, sure it's that. Yeah, Mel- Melanie Linsky. Um, yes, she she'd been in quite a few things, and her husband uh, again has been in tons and tons of stuff as well. Uh, I've seen over the years. So yeah, there's the, this is the thing. The more that you go on with the series, you suddenly find these actors that you've seen in in other things. Like when we get to Gail the Snail, you'll be like, holy shit, it's Toy from Twenty Four um and all these other people and that's what i love about this show that it does have such an eclectic number of guest stars that you'll have seen in so many uh so many good oh, yeah. shows that you kind of pick them out and go oh god yeah that's such and such one's that so um but yeah, there's, one that, there's one that comes up in this is it this series or the next series i was like what who's what are you doing in this uh but we've got the honestly one of my all-time top ten episodes is is the gang hits the road. Um, yeah, I've got lots of notes on that one. The thing is, is that again, it's it's one of these bottle episodes in in the sense of you know they're they're constrained to uh, you know the car or the the tow tow truck that they're towing along as well, and just the shenanigans that the gang gets up to, just pulling up, uh, you know, wanting to go on a journey without D, which is what the gang always wants to do. And then eventually they've got no choice but to include D because, you know, they tried to steal a car after they fuck up theirs. Uh, and it, it's it's just the stupidity of it. Such an enjoyable episode on so many different levels because the interactions between the different characters, um, you've got the guys in the car who then swap with the guys who were, you know, riding around in, in the U-Haul van uh, and just mixing the characters and and the way that they play against each other. Um, you know, all the guys getting drunk. Dee wants to tweak on something, so she goes for energy drinks, even though she has the bladder of a fish. Uh, it, 
Oh God, there's so many great things about this one. Um, yeah, there's a, a great Charlie line in there that I wrote down where he just, <laughs> he's, I eat stickers all the time, dude. Yeah. <laughs> just some of the stuff he says, take it out of context, is just fucking brilliant. But yeah, I, I laughed so hard at the end of the episode because you're sort of inside the car for most of the end of the episode and you know that they were debating how to keep warm in the back of the trailer mm-hmm. and when they just pull up and you get the reveal of the trailer smoking <laughs> like hell and they're just passed out on the floor <laughs> uh, honestly I could there's so many bits of this I could go line for line verbatim on it um, just like you know try, trying to open it a crack um, you know, and and but uh, you know, some hot dogs and uh, getting a fire yeah. and all this shit. Uh, oh, it was it was the glaze on the wicker. That was it. it just whoosh went up. Yeah. Oh god, just one of the funniest fucking episodes of Sunny. Um, again, it's when the the gang is the best when it's just the gang just being themselves, just the gang at the end of the day. Yeah. No, again, it's uh, we've discussed it before. You know, the the art of the great sitcom is to put them in. A, a literal room or one situation and then watch them interplay within each other. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of hitting the stride at this point where it could it could do that. The characters were strong enough and well-defined enough that you chuck them in any situation you want and just see how they react. So we move into The Great Recession where uh, we, we begin the episode with Frank hanging himself or attempting to, hanging him, uh, to hang himself, uh, but his neck is too thick. So he he, he can't <laughs> die, um, and it's all because he's uh, he's he's gone broke because of recent financial losses and the recession. Uh, so yeah, the gang kind of has to figure out okay what we're going to do to try and ramp up business. So this is kind of again this is like a two story uh, type one. We've got Mac and Dennis who are going off trying to emulate Dave and Buster's business model. Um, Obviously, we don't have a Dave and Buster's in this country, so I couldn't really relate it to anything else. The only thing I could think of was like a TGI Fridays, but even they don't have that kind of reward-based uh, kind of thing. Um, so they've got that going yeah. on uh, and, and giving out, you know, Paddy's Pubs, uh, you know, dollars to, to a bunch of... Jesus Christ, this is the thing. It's just like, okay, so there's a bunch of homeless people. Oh, okay, we'll give out the, the, the dollars to them so they can come in and buy drinks, and then they have to spend more. And they're complete. Honestly, these guys should never get into economics in any way. No, it's hilarious. I I love Mac during it. It, it, The the bit where Mac's trying to figure out where it's gone wrong. He's like, but but we get, but we gave them all this, and then they came and spent that, and then but keep keep the the, keep the cycle going. Yeah, it just keep. Oh God, I love that bit where he's trying to work that out. Um, and the the. Is this the first appearance of Uncle Jack, or is this the f- a recurrence of Uncle Jack? Uh, this is it. this is the first appearance of Uncle Jack, I think. Um, God yeah. Almighty, what a creepy, creepy man he is! Honestly, again, another recurring character. Uh, keep keep an eye on his hands, is what I'll say. Oh fuck! No, no, no! Because <laughs> no, I've just watched that one where they're all on trial, <laughs> and there are there, there were two moments in there where I. I pissed myself M- M- uh, is that, that mcboyle versus ponderosa the trial of the century the one. yeah okay look forward to that <laughs> reviewing that one um yeah, that was fucking brilliant parts of that and yeah and this one just ends in tr- traditional kind of sunny fashion of uh you know frank gets all his money back he's been bailed out by the government so he's back to being a millionaire uh rich boy again and guess what he can bail the gang out 
Uh, and, uh, you know, the one person who stuck by him for everything, D, he just completely sacks off. Uh, <laughs> just typ- typical gang fashion. D, D really starts to, they, they really start to angle D as the, the butt of every joke at this stage. Mm-hmm. She is always, I hadn't picked up on it too much, but it, uh, yeah, it got going. So we get uh, then the gang gives Frank an intervention. Uh, this one begins with the gang going to uh, the funeral of what would have been their uncle. Uh, and Frank is there completely shit faced because he wants to bang his sister-in-law because um, his wife didn't like her sister. And uh, he also didn't like uh, the, the, you know, his brother-in-law and I, Basically, he just wants to bang his sister-in-law, and yeah. just because he thinks it would piss his dead ex-wife, yeah, his dead off. ex-wife off, because and and uh, also his dead ex, uh, sorry, his his sister-in-law's husband as well, because he was a prick as well. And we also get, as I say, the introduction of Gail the Snail. Yes, Mary Lynn Rajcub. Yeah, Chloe. I'll just yeah. leave that there. Um, and one of I the, loved seeing Chloe. She's one of the most despicable characters. She's just, just pure uh, yeah, disgust. Some of the shit that comes up later on, I was like, "Oh, that's horrible! Don't do that." Yeah, and yeah, oh yeah, we won't I'm say sure yeah. with her and Frank when yeah. she recurs later on. I'm she like, does, oh, yeah. I think she oh, ends up giving him a handy awful. under the table at one yeah. point, yeah. Uh, and yeah. she just she's just mashing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just, yeah, she's just mashing it. Yeah, her, te- oh, her technique's not all that great, according to Frank. Um, oh, God. Uh, so we get then, uh, well, actually one of, uh, sadly to say, this is actually one of my least favourite episodes of Always Sunny, uh, which is The Waitress is Getting Married. Um, it's not, it's it's one of these kind of episodes where I find it just, it, it's an episode of Sunny, but there's nothing in there for me, um, which doesn't happen often with Sunny, but... Yeah, it's basically the waitress is is getting married to uh, a, a former b- boyfriend of Dee's um, who gets a bit pissed off because, you know, the waitress is getting married. Dee's not getting married. So she wants to derail the wedding. Um, Charlie is obviously losing his mind because the waitress is going to get married uh, and he doesn't. He, he just doesn't like that idea. Um, so in the end, he puts a bunch of bees in a box and uh, and and sends it to uh, the guy who was going to get married, who actually was only going to get married to the waitress uh, to get back at her for being a bitch to him when they were at high school. And then he ends up opening a box and gets stung with like a million hornet bees. I don't. Yeah, it's re- the hornet, isn't it? Because yeah. thinking about it, he recurs later on, doesn't he? He does. He pops up in the the prom one. The prom, uh, yeah, the high school reunion special. Um, again, okay, so we get another one. This is me putting my head in my hands because I forget how great, great this episode is. The World Series Defense, um, where we, I believe, also get Green Man popping back up. Hang on, I've missed some bits here. So, yeah, we go from uh, the waitress getting married to the World Series Defense. Oh, hang on, Sorry, hang on. Not, hang on. Not... Going, back to, going back to the six. Episode six for a minute. Yeah, the World Series defense. Uh, sorry, no, the waitress getting married. The one where yeah. Charlie's... I've got a couple of notes on sure. Charlie's dating profile that got me. Okay. His hobbies, his hobbies are magnets. <laughs> and he's a full-on rapist. <laughs> which should be philanthropist. Yeah. But he says as full-on rapist. 
because because Charlie's God almighty. so illiterate. Yeah, that fucking hell that got me. Right, apologies. Move on to the next one. My numbering had gone wrong. That no, time. that's okay. Uh, so yeah, we no get the one. World Series defense where the the gang is trying to excuse uh, why Dennis's car uh, should not have to excuse me uh, should have to pay a bunch of um, parking fines or, or something. Basically, because they get locked in the basement of the Holiday Inn um, hotel because they were trying to find a tunnel uh, to, yes. so that they could get into to the final of the, the World game. Series. Um, and this is just ridiculous for, for a number of reasons. We get, uh, you know, we get Dennis and Charlie basically trying to figure out a way into, into the game. Um, and we get Green Man again. Jesus Christ. Beating the shit out of a bunch of mascots or then getting the shit kicked out of him by a bunch of mascots. Uh, we yep. get D. Jesus Christ. We get D, uh, Frank, um, and Mac, and they're trying to get into the building, but the building has been sealed off because it's being uh, bug bombed. So they oh, all try yeah, and yeah. climb in there and, you know, with hose pipes and stuff like that to try and get the tickets. Turns out the tickets have been stolen. But it's just that scene where they're all just lying on the floor going, yeah, and just looking directly into the camera while choking. It's just the most ludicrous but hysterical thing to watch these guys yeah, go through. Yeah, yeah. Anything on that one? No, no, no. I, it, yeah, like you say, I like that one. I've got, the only note I've got for that one is that Mac's letter is hilarious. I think there's a letter that Mac reads out. That oh, yes, to. yes. So Mac really wants to... Uh, again, this is beginning to show like a different side of Mac and, and we get to see his his love for one of uh, Jay Sutley. I want to say Chase Sutley. Chase Sutley. It's Chase Sutley. Uh, and that, again, he pops up perhaps in a, in a future episode. And yeah, it's because... Uh, he, he really likes him, and uh, you know he's like, "Oh, did did you have a good uh, father growing up? Neither did I." Uh, and Dee's just pissing herself while while reading this letter, and it's even got stickers. <laughs> so we now go into uh, one of this is one that I know that you've been looking forward to for quite some time. Uh, obviously, being, well, yes, I've heard lots about this one. Uh, so it was on my radar. Yeah, being aficionados of the wrestling world, uh, the gang wrestles for the troops really, really is a highlight. Now, I know you've been looking forward to this, so I'll let you you cover this one on those. I went where to start. The, 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 the Mac and Charlie's tag team when they were backyard wrestling was Pigeon Boys. Oh, God, that got me enough in the first place. Then you get Rowdy Roddy Piper as Domaniac. Domaniac, Jesus. Which is just fucking brilliant. It's like when they're looking in the back of his car, it's like, this this, this guy looks like, like they're giving him $300 or whatever to fight. And it's like, this this guy's sleeping in his car, it looks like. Uh, what are we what are we doing, guys? He's got a, he's got a bucket full of chestnuts. <laughs> Forgotten the bucket full of fucking chestnuts. <laughs> um, And also we get D trying to uh, woo the soldier that she's been talking to, which was uh, when she takes on the Desert Rose persona. Um, but, the, oh God, her and Frank's face when the soldier gets off the bus, just fuck, man. Because obviously he's in a wheelchair, so Dee's not very impressed. <laughs> um, oh, and then uh, Frank trying to come up with someone and he, the trash man 
is what he goes for, the trash man. I just, it's fucking brilliant. And uh, and cr- um, cricket as the Taliban. Yes, God. Oh, there we go. A bucket of chestnuts. Lol. Actually, out loud, is what my note says. Yeah. Uh, the birds of war is what they choose instead of pigeon boys. Yeah. I suppose it's better than that. <laughs> and the fucking costumes. <laughs> the costumes for birds of war. Oh my god. And they're painted on abs. Like eighties, nine, eighties, early nineties WWE level of yeah. gimmick. Yeah, and and it's the, uh, it's, then, the, it's the brown painted on abs as well that cracks me up. Oh god, yeah, because they use that again later on, don't they? But yeah. fuck that, yeah, made me fucking piss. I just I laughed so much during this one. Cricket comes in, I'm like, oh, cricket, what are you doing? You silly, silly bastard! This isn't going to go well. The whole fucking Birds of War entrance with the song, which obviously I've just quoted you at know, the beginning. Out of the oh dear. <laughs> um, and then in the end, the trash man wins. Um, I did like that Cricket at least got to fuck the gang up a little bit before yeah. he had his throat essentially slit by Frank and a garbage can yeah um this is the thing with so cricket. Got a tiny bit of comeuppance yeah. but fuck. Tr- trust me uh, cricket that th- that comeuppance is probably the only comeuppance he'll ever get ever uh against well so far yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah no i i loved it it was a great episode like you say you know it's so, so you know mocking mocking tropes but at the same time paying homage to them as as well it's uh, it's it's there when they're watching uh, like an old Hulk Hogan match, and they're talking about Hulkamania, and you know when he's getting punched, and how he's got uh, you know hair silken uh, like an Asian man. Just little things like this, and I'm just like, oh Jesus Christ! Um, happy to say that the maniac does pop up in in later episodes, um, and I'm so glad that they cast somebody like Roddy Piper because. There is nobody that could have done that better. Um, I have a, I have a, a, a suggestion, but we'll cover that at a certain point when, uh, when obviously we talk about the the later Mani- uh, maniac episodes. But I, I have a, an idea as to how they can continue the legacy of the maniac um, if they did do more episodes. But we'll cover that another time. Um, so we then get, oh Jesus Christ, yep, Paddy's Pub, home of the original kitten mittens. Meow. <laughs> Just that opening bit where he does the ad, I yeah. cried with laughter. Um, yeah, pretty much. Jesus Christ. Then fucking dicktowel.com. Dicktowel.com, which actually I just, exists. I just wrote, does that still exist? It still exists. Because like, you guarantee back in, what was this, 2009, someone yeah. created a dicktowel.com website. The- so I was like, huh, I'll have to have a look and see whether it's still a thing. Um so this is actually a, a, a funnier side story. So when uh, me and our good friend uh, Baggy, we went to New York uh, probably 10 years or so ago now. Um, when we met a couple of girls at uh, a gig we went to, we, we got talking and they were talking about Always Sunny. And at this point, obviously, I'd been watching it. And the one thing that we, we both said quite out loud at the same time was dicktowel.com. And we both just burped into laughter it was just one of those funny things we just met a couple of random american girls and we suddenly got on a conversation about always sunny and then we just started laughing hysterically at dictail.com 
Nice, nice. Uh, but not not just dictal.com. Um, we also had the nudie pens and the, yeah. the shotgun. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, Jesus. And uh, I like... Go on. I was just going to say, we also get the, the lawyer coming back in. Uh, this yes. time... This time, finally getting a little bit of comeuppance on the gang, and and finally getting paid uh, for all of the work that he's done. Uh, it's all... when they're doing D and Charlie are doing the stakeout. And that that sequence is so well done because it I, it didn't dawn on me what was happening to start with, because they're just in this car looking through binoculars at him to see what he's doing at this <laughs> sleazy motel, and then they're like, "Oh, he's coming towards us! Oh, he's coming towards us! I think he sees us." gets in the car he's like what the hell are you guys doing in my car i just fucking pissed myself i was like oh fuck they're in his car spying on him what are they doing yeah because it just didn't occur to me that that's what they'd be doing i thought they were in d's car yeah uh and and d subtly noticing that uh that the guy had had his his wife's picture turned away um yeah, on, yeah. on his desk uh, and he was like, no, that was, you know, I'm, I'm separated from my wife, which is why the, the photo was turned away. And he's like, it's because she was a bitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just... And yeah, the, fi- the, the lawyer finally getting a bit of payback. Even still, I'm sorry, but Kit and Mittens. Kit- million, million dollar idea, Kit and Mittens. I'm sorry. No, none of those cats look fucking happy. Just that, that, that one where the, there's a cat just kind of walking itself across a table like you know as though it was walking on ice because it's got these mittens on yeah because it's just slipping the fuck all over the place Jesus christ i've no Um, idea how they got away with like you know uh not no animal cruelty on this episode yeah quite um i did yeah the video uh that he does particularly i like that well i love the way that they're they leave bits on the beginning and the end because it happens quite a few times yes. as we go through. You sort of see bits and pieces of previous episodes that they've recorded clearly. <laughs> they just the reuse the same video tape. So in this one, you get the news report that char- the fake news report that Mac did at the beginning and at the end of the kitten mittens video. Oh god, um, Mac and Dennis break up. Um, so. This is um, th- th- so. This episode begins with uh, D finding that. Uh, sorry, the, the the D's bought herself a new cat. Now, this cat, if you've watched the episode, now I've said this a thousand times to anybody who's watched this episode. I used to live with a cat called Pops, who sadly passed away a number of years ago. God bless him, poor old Pops. Uh, D's cat is Pops. No joke. You watch the episode. That cat at the very start is fucking Pops. No, no joke. Um, obviously, it's just the same breed, but every time I look at this episode, I see Pops and it makes me smile. Uh, but yeah, Mac and Dennis break up um, basically because they're getting a little bit bored of uh, of, of keep renting uh, Predator uh, and talking about muscle mass um, and how big Carl Weathers is, uh, you know, and how big Jesse Yeah, Ventura they're obsessed is. with watching Predator, aren't they? Yeah, for like a millionth so time. You can talk about mass. So, uh, you know... Charlie, Charlie, and Frank go around to try and help D uh, get some cats out of her walls. At the same time, as uh, you know, Mac and Dennis are kind of having a bit of a fight, and yeah, it just it just shows the the, the complete stupidity of the gang as always. Um, another great one because again, it's just small. It's just the gang interacting, bouncing from one yeah, to yeah. the other. Yeah, absolutely. I do like that one as well because it. Um... <laughs> I. I... They do it quite a few times with uh, Mac and Dennis, where they, where they make them a stereotypical couple. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's one I watched quite recently where they're all in a restaurant, but they're all there separately. Yes. Or in yeah. gangs of two. Yeah. And that is particularly well written as Mac being the woman and Dennis being the angry man. And that episode is fantastic because of those, you know, those sort of bits. Again, it's them taking tropes of, of old things, of, of you know, um, old sexual stereotypes in that case, uh, you know, between a man and a woman and just implementing them into a, a male relationship because the dynamic is exactly the same. Yeah, you see um, this. I did like. Go on. I was going to say you see that you see the budding romance that is Mac and Dennis. Yeah. As as weird as that sounds, a romance. Yeah, if it's, it's not going to be a full on romance. That's but, it, yeah. and that just amps up ever so more as the series go on. Uh, Max Max love of Dennis just continues to rise. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the bit that got me in that episode 2009 and they're talking about renting a movie from a store mm-hmm. can't do that anymore i also wonder what what man who loves film doesn't own predator seems like a bit of a cardinal sin that one well i mean i don't have a physical copy but i don't have physical copies of most films anymore yeah, exactly. But like, if you're like myself and you collect stuff, yeah, sure, you've got to have a copy of Predator. But do you own a copy of Predator Two? Hell no. Okay. Why would I own Predator Two? That, that was the question because you know a lot of people buy these things in box sets these days, don't yeah, they? Yeah, no, know. I know. It's Predator, uh, well, yeah, Predator you Two. Get a fucking Aliens versus Predator film box set or something for next to nothing. But no, when you replace Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers and Jesse Ventura with Danny Glover doesn't quite work as well (laughs) um so we then go into what begins the real sociopathic tendencies of dennis reynolds with the dennis system um wow (laughs) just i could so for those that those at home that can't see uh, just watching uh, pete's reaction there to even me just saying the dennis system It's like you say, it's recurred quite a few times since we've referred back to the Dennis system and which part of the system he's in. Yes. Um, it's so fucking wrong and dark and horrible. Again, I feel with Dennis around this, maybe not this time, but as he goes on, just more and more, the stuff that comes out of his mouth is creepy as shit. It's it, it, all honestly, when he's talking about it. implications when they're on a boat, when we get to that one. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that one day. Um, so the Dennis system, uh, I just I'll give you what the actual acronym uh, yeah, Dennis on. system uh, stands by. Uh, so D, demonstrate value. E, engage physically. N, nurture dependence. N, neglect emotionally. I, inspire hope. And S, separate entirely. Um. So this is essentially an episode about Dennis trying to bang some girl and completing the Dennis system. Yeah. Do you want to know the funny thing about the girl in this episode that Dennis is trying to bang for the Dennis system? Go on then. It's Glenn Howerton's real life wife. <laughs> so there you go. There's always uh, there's always little things. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously D is particularly appalled uh, at this behaviour, whereas Mac. Uh, Frank and De- uh, and Charlie, sorry, are all quite impressed 
uh, buy it. And they all go out of their way to attempt the Dennis system for themselves. Um, now, unfortunately, they all have pretty differing success rates, pretty much none. Um, Mac goes out there trying to uh, bang the chicks afterwards. He, he's like, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember. He's sloppy seconds, isn't it? Yeah, he's basically sloppy seconds. He he, I can't, he has an acronym and it's, uh, you know, yeah, the Mac move that. after completion or something like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, then, yeah. And then uh, Frank goes after Mac. Uh, you know, he's uh, and his whole plan is buying magnum condoms, Mag- magnum condoms, and just having them in his wallet. Uh, I've got, yep, I've got my roll of hundreds, I've got my magnum pocket. condoms, I'm ready to plow. Uh, yeah. and uh, he's he's like a mantis. Oh, call me that mantis toboggan, god, um, Chip, which is the name of his <laughs> his doctor alter ego later on, doctor alter ego. Yes, <laughs> I thought it was the art critic, but it's not. No, it's the Doctor Alter Ego that we see later on, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and also Charlie uh, uses this to try and bang the waitress or, or trying to get the waitress uh, to, to look at him in, in a positive light for a change uh, and, and D completely ruining what she's got going with the soldier guy because it's, it's, yep. it's D. Because they all tell him tell her that he's doing a trick on her. Yeah, and, uh, and, and yeah, she doesn't believe it. She's, he's like, why is he sat out in the car? Oh, because, you know, I'm just... No, 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 he's playing you. And she just can't accept that this guy actually seems to like her. And she just treats him like utter shit for the entirety of it all. Yeah. Um, and then, like you say, at the end, he's just like, uh, you're mean. <laughs> I'm going. And uh, and we also have Gladys as well, uh, who is the old lady that Dennis finds uh, so that he can pretend as though this is my nana. And uh, she keeps telling uh, yeah. a story about her great grand uh, or her grandmother, who was a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so again, this is just so as we touched upon, like the the characters within Always Sunny really do change and develop as the seasons go on. We get like Charlie becomes a little bit more grounded at times and then goes even zanier, whereas Dennis just becomes a bigger and bigger sociopath, and it's only going to get worse. All I will tell you is it's only going to get worse. It's going to get worse. I've only got like two seasons left until I'm caught up. How can it get worse? All I'll say is there are some episodes where you're like, did he really do that to somebody? Um, because it's just hilarious. I thought I'd been through that in the boating episode no. where Mac is continually going, but this is the implication you're saying. Because of the no, implication. No, 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 you're making it sound bad. You're making it sound bad. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the implication when we get there. Um, God, yeah. I nearly bought a T-shirt the other day that is an yes, always sunny T-shirt, and it's got yeah, it just says the implication on the back of a boat. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um. So we then get to uh, Mac and Charlie write a movie. Um. Uh, because D gets a part in an M Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Yeah. As they M. like Shyamalan. to. Shyamalan. Yeah, as they like to say. Um. She gets a, a part in his film. Thinking, the other one where she's constantly rolling over, looking up at the camera. Yeah, she's a, she's a featured extra, so she believes that that means that she's actually got a part in the movie. She's not. She's just a dead body lying on the floor. Uh, and Dennis is playing on his phone. And uh, Dennis is playing on his phone. Uh, Frank is eating sausage links out of his out of his. Oh God, yeah, dinner, out of his pocket. Out of his pocket. Oh. So that he doesn't get grease on his fingers. Um, <laughs> but then he still gets grease on his fingers because then he fucks yeah. up Dennis's phone. And Dennis has been writing a film throughout the entire thing while. Mac and Charlie are just like, yeah, we've got great ideas. So they go to a uh, a college and, and try to find a, a guy of an ethnic minority and get him to write a film because they're like, oh, yeah, 
are you from India? He's like, no, I'm from Pakistan. They're like, where's, where's that? And they're like, it's, it's kind of right next door to each other. Oh, that'll work. Because, you know, Mac and Charlie. Um, oh, God. Yeah, the gang reinvi- reignites the rivalry, which um, is actually... Flip, flip, flip Adelphia. Which is actually quite, quite funny because... Um, I mean, this episode is is a hilarious because it's it's the gang trying to reignite a ten year rivalry uh, between a, bi- uh, a rival uh, bar uh, for Flipadelphia, where Flip Cup Challenge. We don't really, we, I don't think we've got anything of like in this country. We've all seen the red kind of cups that uh, you know college parties and Americans love to do beer pong and stuff like that. And this this Flip Challenge. Um, so the the gang obviously haven't really done anything for a while, so. Uh, Dennis goes to his old frat house uh, and he's kind of treated like shit because he was the butt of everybody's jokes there, but he didn't realize he was the butt of everybody's jokes yeah, there. Yeah, because like you say, he's such a fucking narcissist that he thinks he was everyone's, he, he was the top of everyone's tree and everyone loved him. Yeah. Um, and Dee tries to hone her skills because she's absolutely fucking useless. Uh, and, and it gets down to... Yeah, she's to... lost in the tournament, uh, didn't she, years ago? Yeah, that was it. And... But the other local bar has kind of changed and gone up market. Yeah, it's very up market. really anymore, is he? No. But they're totally convinced that they're going to do this thing, so they go off to practice. And yeah, they keep bullying the restaurant and keep giving him shit to the point where he eventually turns around. He's like, fine, we'll, we'll do it. And they're like, oh, we don't care anymore. But he's, yeah, he's rather right at the up. end, that is, isn't it? They're, they're, we've been through the excitement. We've gotten to the end of the episode. And he walks in and he's like, all right, fine. Come on. Yeah, because... Uh, uh, oh, no, we're done. We uh, did it. Because yeah. Dennis had... Uh, I think Dennis and Frank had broken into his house because Dennis is absolutely pissed off to a tee that he's been dissed by a bunch of college kids. Yeah, um, right. And, you know, he's like, I'm a golden god. And uh, so he goes yeah, to the guy's the house. And he floods his bathroom and starts stapling his shoes to the floor, um, all all in vengeance. But what is actually really topical about this is um, my boss at work, who's also an Always Sunny fan, uh, she sent a meme to me, uh, which was obviously going on during the recent presidential elections in America, where obviously Philadelphia uh, obviously flipped from one to the other. And there was a huge meme going around about Philadelphia. And apparently it was the Flipadelphia from Always Sunny was just a huge meme across the internet while the whole presidential thing was going on. So my boss sent it to uh, me and was just like, who cares about American politics? They're, thro- fl- they're throwing a Flipadelphia meme out there. Who's, who's not going to love that? So, where are we? Oh, season six. Is it? Yeah, I'm on season six. So yeah, we're so, on uh, on season six now. So another thing, and this is something uh, again uh, for for those who are a fan of the show, and and those who perhaps have become fans of the show from listening to us talk nonsensical about it for a little while now. Um, the great thing about this show is each season they do these different graphics for uh, the actual covers and stuff like that. Again, you can look at them online. I encourage you to go and have a look because there are some absolutely perfect uh kind of parody always sunny pictures and it's them like doing the happy faces all in like yellow t-shirts and there's ones where they're dressed up as uh you know halloween characters and stuff like that so again this is just something that i was just because i've suddenly spotted it and it's the one of the beautiful things they don't just have the same kind of uh you know graphic uh image for every season they ramp it up every season they do something different there's a really cool one i think it's season 11 
uh, where they're all kind of uh, punk rocker style uh, outfits. And it is just cool because you just got Frank in like this skin tight outfit uh, with kind of like, you know, looking like Ziggy Stardust. It's fucking hilarious. That's just an aside. Sorry, just thought I'd mention that. So we get season six. Straight away, first episode, Mac fights gay marriage. Uh, so we get the reappearance of Carmen, uh, the woman Damn. that had, the woman that had you a little bit confused on our last episode. I know it's fine now. I know she's Britain Daniels. I'm all good. <laughs> I haven't got Mac's problem. Um, God, she looks good. I had to look up her age when seeing her in this. I was like, I'm sure she's probably a little bit older than me, and she is, but Christ. Ten years ago, don't forget. So you She know. looks incredible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, the bit, there's a bit where they're chatting in the bar, and I wrote it down just because it's hilarious, because Mac just expects it. He turns and goes, where's our Bible? Says Mac. And Charlie's like, we, d- we don't have a Bible. Yeah, he's like, we're an, Ir- we're an Irish Catholic bar. Why don't we yeah. have a Bible? A Bible. We don't have a Bible. Um, so yeah, obviously hearing that Carmen has now completed her sex change uh, and that Mac didn't get the phone call uh, after after the op so that they could bang again. Um, he's like, I thought I thought there was an understanding. You know, where, where was the phone call? Um, so Mac gets a bit pissed off because she's gone off with this slightly larger uh, African-American chap who uh, he, who Mac then starts accusing of being gay for some weird reason. Um, so Max Max a bit pissed off that he didn't get to be with Carmen. Um, at the same time, um, Charlie and Frank decide that perhaps marrying each other might actually help uh, for health benefits and for other benefits as well. So they decide to get a marriage license and get married. Um, now, Dennis, not wanting to be the one left out, then starts crushing on his uh, his old high school love. Uh, the dead tooth. Maureen Ponderosa. Um, who will, again, appear frequently throughout the, the next few seasons and is a truly wonderful character for a number of reasons. So everybody hates her because of her bad breath. Yeah, because she's got a dead tooth. Um, so, I mean, basically, by the end of this, Mac and Dennis have gotten married. Uh, sorry, uh, Mac... Uh, Mac is pissed off about this whole situation. Dennis and Maureen have gotten married. Frank and Charlie have gotten married. Um, so we get into the next one. Unsurprisingly titled, uh, Dennis Gets Divorced. So Hang on a second. Step back, step back. Oh. Um, I just, there's a bit in this one where Dennis, because Dennis is all loved up, there's a bit where him and Mac are talking and he's like really emotionally overwhelmed and is, is a bit confused as to what's happening. And he's like talking to Mac and he goes, I'm, I'm having feelings again. <laughs> and Mac is just like, I have feelings every day. What are you? But it's like you say that get into the heart of Dennis. Like, I don't, what's this? I'm, I'm feeling emotion towards a female. What's, I don't understand what's happening to me. There's also a fantastic Charlieism I wrote down um, from the beginning when he's talking to Carmen. Um, did they really sell your dick to China? Yeah. No, I can tell by the way you're looking at me that they didn't. <laughs> also, worth mentioning that Dennis and Maureen decide they're going to have what for tea? Oh, I can't remember. Fish sticks. Oh, fish sticks. Yeah. Just made me laugh. Yeah, it's... It, yeah. Um... Yeah, it, it's the fact that everybody goes to Carmen for relationship advice. Um, and she's like, why, why 
keep coming to me. Uh, and yeah, they just yeah, they're just like yeah. So when they chopped it off, it, it's uh, no, yeah. I, you, sometimes you forget about some of the the ones in these. Um, so yeah, Dennis gets divorced. So Dennis uh, rather disillusioned at this point with having been married for what maybe a day, maybe two, Something uh, like that. Wakes and up in the morning. Be a mad cat lady without the cat is what he discovers. Oh, that just oh, that just gets worse. Um, oh, so yeah, he he wakes up in the morning and puts some money on the bedside cabinet uh, for her to, to get a taxi home or maybe go to a job. She's like, oh, I don't I don't have a job. He's like, oh, she's like, I'm I'm all yours. I'm, he's like, all mine, all mine, all the time. And uh, honestly, it's just these are the little things that you start to go, oh god, yeah, I can I can foresee her being the most annoying person in the world um so while this is going on uh dennis obviously wants to just kind of get his life back max had to kind of move out at this point because uh you know maureen doesn't want uh, him living there so mac and dennis go out and get shit-faced at the bar and then come home start singing uh the gang is back in town which trust me after you've heard it in this episode once every time you hear that song all you will hear is is Mac and Dennis going, they get brilliant. And yeah. um and yeah, basically Dennis admitting to Maureen that he, he wants a divorce. Uh lo and behold, Maureen's divorce lawyer. Guess yep. guess guess which lawyer it turns out to be. Oh yes. And uh I guess who Dennis's lawyer turns out to be. Uncle Jack. Oh, Uncle Jack. And basically Dennis has to pay off all of Mondory uh, Maureen Ponderosa's uh outstanding debt uh and pay her alimony for for the rest of, mm-hmm. of his life yes which like you say becomes more important later on down the road very much so um Dee's also uh having sex with bill ponderosa maureen ponderosa's brother um even though she keeps getting violently ill uh in her in her mouth every time she talks about it uh and charlie and frank decide that they they shouldn't be married at all that's kind of an aside from the whole, you know, De- Dennis gets divorced. A bit with uh, the, when they sort of discover about Bill, I love that sequence because he's, what is it? Is uh, a, a, another mistress turns up first. Uh, yeah. Because my notes for this episode start with, oh, yeah, Dee's getting a new car. It's time for another new car. And I was like, oh, actually, or not? Because it's been bought by Ponderosa. But yeah, someone turns up to take the car. She's like, oh, is that your wife? He's like, no, that's my mistress. And then his wife turns up and he's like, how much money do do I owe you? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Then thinks Steve's the prostitute instead. Brilliant. Just, yeah. just brilliant. Um, oh God. Because isn't it something like his wife's like, oh, congratulations. You're the first one who didn't have to pay him. Who, oh who oh yeah. Have yeah. Pay didn't him. have to get paid yeah. for sex. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and so we go into, again, one of, one of my friends, <laughs> uh, the gang buys a boat. I, it, it's it's hard to talk about this one without just talking about every aspect of this one because it is absolutely pure genius. So the gang having, uh, you know, earned a bit of money from Dictal.com um, decides to spend a bit and uh, and buy a P. Diddy style boat for themselves. Yeah, and like you say, that opening sequence where they're buying the boat and they, and they go, no, we want this and this and this and this and the guy's like, yeah. So you, you, you're telling me you want a P. Diddy style shrimping boat yeah for two and a half thousand dollars yeah. or whatever it is uh they don't get a, a p diddy style boat they they don't get a shrimping boat they just get a boat um 
Jesus. So they then basically spend the entirety of the episode kind of painting it up uh, and, and trying. Well, I don't know. Charlie spends a lot of time fishing up treasure from the bottom of the sea. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah, the, the deer's been throwing all the shit yeah. from inside the inside the boat into the sea, and Charlie just grabs it. And he's like, "Oh, look at all this! There's been like a it's been like a horse murder or something here." And he starts pulling horse teeth out of it, and it's like, "What? Why was there a horse murder?" Um, Thank and so while uh, D Frank and and Charlie are kind of trying to make the boat look pretty uh, and trying not to set it on fire. We've got uh, Mac uh, and Dennis trying to up their game as uh, as seamen, sea people, sea 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 persons, sea peoples. Yeah. yeah. Sea, if sea I say people. seamen, then you, you know that just yeah, col- it, colors yeah, a lot of yeah seamen. So it's just sexist. Yeah, sea people, sea peoples. Um, and so they they're obviously trying to find the best way of getting you know into the party scene. So they they they're looking at flyers and uh, you know bring your own beers and stuff like this. So they go they go shopping to get you know the, the right gear, the right shoes and stuff like that. And the mattress, the mattress, the mattress. What, what do we need a mattress for? Mac asks. And Desi's like, so we can you know bang when we're out at sea. You know, because let's face it, when they're out there, you know what they're going to do. You know, you, you suggest something and can't go anywhere. So you know because of the implication. And there begins the implication, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't seen yeah. this episode or even just the small scene with the phrase because of the implication, yeah. I encourage you to just go and watch it on YouTube and find how rather disturbing this is. Um, or spare 20 minutes and just go and watch that or whole just, episode. Yeah, spare 20 minutes and watch the whole episode. brilliant. Because like you say, it comes up time and time again in this episode, different times we cut back to mac and dennis and dennis is just explaining no no because no of the implication. Like that. you Don't keep say it like that. you keep saying this what 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 do you mean we're not going to rape them no we're not going to rape. what are you me for but you know if they don't want to do it what where are they going to go the implication and uh and yeah so it it does end uh with mac and dennis finally getting a couple of lovely ladies but what happens to the boat? Oh, well, yeah, you'll have to... Party and it's just full of... Full of dudes, men, isn't yeah. It? And, uh, oh, and they think that they're going to get taken out to sea and, uh, and raped. Because of the implication. Because of the implication. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What a genius episode. Um, yeah. I, honestly, I could talk about that one all day. It, it, again, one of my all-time top tens. Um, we get into uh, Max Big Break there, uh, which... Uh, so, this starts and... Oh, Charlie's scream at the end of this intro is just brilliant. Um, so Mac and Charlie are on the phone with a radio station trying to win tickets uh, to, to get to be the person who hits an ice pop at the first game of the season or something like that. And then they get to go to a radio station's beach house or something. Um, so they actually win the contest and they can't believe it because they just kind of give this throwaway thing. And it, like I say, it's just Charlie's thing at the end of the intro. Just like, yeah! And it's just hilarious because it then cuts to credits. Um, so this is basically um, Charlie trying to teach Mac how to ice skate because he's absolutely fucking terrible at it. And so they go onto an ice rink uh, with just normal shoes on, no, no, yeah. no, uh, no ice ice skates, yes. just just normal shoes and a, a hockey stick and a hockey puck, and they just start smacking it about and wonder why they get thrown out. 
I loved the bit before that where they're in the uh, street outside and he's trying to teach him in the street. And he keeps giving Mac the hockey stick and he keeps spinning it like he's <laughs> the second coming of Ray Park with the dual-wielding yeah. lightsaber. And it, it's just his line of, all my instincts and training <laughs> says to use this as a weapon. Yeah. I, because again, like I say, by now we you're getting the the nub of the characters, and I absolutely adore Mac and his delusional martial arts nonsense, where he thinks he's the second coming of the Karate Kid or something, or Bruce Lee. It's hilarious. Um, and when they're playing hockey outside, and he's like, "Oh, the ground!" It he he, he tries to smack it. That's 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 not that's not legal. That's that that surface is yeah. That's that's the wrong kind of surface. And as they're walking away, Charlie just sort of slaps it in the goal because he's like, "Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Actually, I can do it." And um, um, the skating montage is very good where they're teaching them because they, they use the. Uh, I don't know whether it was a song written for South Park or whether it is, but it's the push it to the limit, the limit. That has been used in South Park before. I imagine it's, it's probably a very it's like a montage song that's written for a montage. Isn't it from like it... Rocky or something like that? It's the kind of thing Is I'd expect in Rocky. Rocky I've no idea. Yeah. I'm not as big of a Rocky fan, it's so I couldn't. Tell us. It's the one that goes push it to the limit, the limit. Um, I've seen quite a bit because I did in yeah. a couple of episodes ago this time. Uh, and we we um, must we must touch on the the side part of this uh, because oddly oh, enough it's a. Uh, it's Dennis and Dave doing a doing a podcast, and here we are, ten years after this episode aired. We're we're a little bit late to the party, but you know, uh, I'm not using sound effects though. I've been tempted. Yeah, so have I. I have I have been a little bit tempted, but I thought, you know what, we're not going down that street just yet. Maybe maybe, no, no. maybe at some point, but um, uh, yeah, and it's all because Frank thinks that uh, Dennis and Dee have got such great banter, and uh, he's recording it on a tape. And uh, and so he then instigates a number of situations. He invites cricket along. Excuse me. He invites the waitress along to eat. Uh, is it soup out of a shoe? And um, yeah, just, just... Cricket, cricket wants some food. Yeah, he's he promised has... him a chicken. Yeah, and he's not going to give him a chicken, so he gives him a bag of lemons. Yeah, that'll help for the scurvy though. <laughs> just. Now, this episode made me ask a question as well, because they start using the word jabroni quite a lot. Yeah. Who coined the word jabroni? Uh, is it a word that's been around for ages, or is it something The Rock came up with? Very much The Rock. something The Rock came up with. I, I mean, whether it was a word that was used previous, uh, and The Rock just made it that's popular again. That's what I can't again. figure out. Did he repopularize an old word, or did he come up with the word? Like, I, you know, I know he came up with Smackdown. Yes. To put in those two words together to to make that something that you do to someone, you lay the smack down. Layeth the smack down on them candy so, asses. Yeah, um, I don't yeah, know. There you go. Comments, yeah, ladies us. and gentlemen, please. Atters, Facebookers, and the, the social media <laughs> things that people do. Um, Mac, Christ, we're over an hour and we're not even through two series yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Unfortunately, the ladies and gentlemen at home are all. You know, love, loving all of these long podcasts that we keep giving them, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> Mac and... I have had some comments about long, them, some people being pleased that they're long form. Good, good, good. Well, I think, you know, in, in the, the state of the world at the moment, you know, people are trying to find things to, uh, to keep themselves entertained. And if we can keep people entertained by talking about Always Sunny for an hour or two, 
I think I think we've uh, I think we're in the right side there. Exactly. Uh, so Mac and Charlie, white trash. Um, okay. So is this the one with the pools. This is the pools. The swimming pools. Yeah, this is the pools. Um, oh Jesus. So uh, yeah, so Mac and uh, sorry, yeah, so Mac and Charlie uh, basically want to go to uh, a pool because they're it's it's hot. It's the summer. It's it's hot, and uh, they, they can't get into the pools that they want to because the public pool is shit and full. They can't go to the private pool because they're not upper class enough. So they find an old pool that they used to know when they were kids uh, and figure that they might do it as a, you know, they, they might polish it up and maybe utilize it. Whereas Dennis and Dee think that they're still upper class because they were raised by Frank who had money. And they believe that because they're upper class that they belong uh, to the private swimming club um, and get turned away and they get a bit pissed off about it all. Um, yeah. But this all culminates with basically Mac and Charlie trying to fix up this pool and emptying of all the crap and then trapping themselves in the pool itself and not being able to get out. That reminded me that the, what they were going to do there reminded me of like Challenge Annika or something. Yes. Like <laughs> yeah. Um, the bit that made me laugh the most in that episode is where Dennis and Dee decide to make a run for the pool and it looks like Dennis is going to make it and then at the last second he gets tackled through a fucking table. <laughs> oh, God, that made me laugh so hard because it's it, it's well shot. It's in the background. You're not watching that bit. You're watching Dee and the bloke arguing who's holding D, and yeah. you just see Dennis running off in the background. You think, oh, he's going to make it. And then the way the guy tackles him and they just go through a table, it was oh, it was so funny. It's just the words so, like, sorry, we're at capacity. What? Yeah. What they was keep this? doing oh, it you... in quote marks. Yeah, at and they're capacity. like, oh, you've got you've just capacity. You've just got a token black family out front. Excuse me? Uh and yeah. just oh god, just every every conceivable thing that they can try and do to get into this. Uh but yeah, so Mac and Charlie don't want Dee and Dennis to know that they're trapped in a pool. Uh, and Dee and Dennis don't want Mac and Charlie to know that they didn't get uh, into the fancy pool. And so it yep. just becomes a you know giant piss. Because they go to the public pool, don't they? And Frank is, uh, what is it? Something about a watermelon. Yeah, he, a yeah, he rubs uh, lard or something. Watermelon. Yeah. yeah. And then you have to try and catch the watermelon. And then by the end of the episode, he's rubbing himself in lard. Yeah. And he's going to be the watermelon. <laughs> what the f- uh, so Mac's mom burns a house down. Um, so yeah, Ma- Charlie and Matt try to get their mums to live together because uh, Mrs. Kelly uh, into Mrs. Kelly's house. Sorry, because Mac's mum uh, burned a house a house down. Um, oddly enough, the woman who smokes and uh, and basically fell asleep with a cigarette in her hand burned a house down. Oddly enough, <laughs> um, uh, and at the same time as this is going on, and, and the guys are trying to get their mums to to live together and. They're not sure whether it's going to be a good idea or not. Um, D gets a bit sick, but Frank, feeling a bit shitty uh, at this point of his life, is thinking, oh, okay, if I look after D, uh, maybe she'll help me when I get older and I need to be put in a home. So he goes out of his way to try and help her. But in the end, takes Dennis's advice because, you know, Dennis is so wise in all these things uh, and ends up like giving her a rash, making her even more sick and then basically tying her to a bed. Um, also that she doesn't end up going to a Josh Groban concert. I'm not really sure who a Josh Groban is, but he's a singer. I don't know. We see him later on, don't we? But, um, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, we do. Yes, sorry. Yes, we do. I 
you know, Josh Groban. Uh, to put it in context, my mum is a big fan. Oh, okay. So, you know, maybe 10 years ago, <laughs> it was a thing. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I like that one. I like the way it, the, 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 the mums work it out in the end with the, what is it, fixing the ceiling fan yeah. or something. They for one day and they come back the next day and they're perfectly in sync and have got it right. <laughs> yeah, because Mrs. Kelly's very OCD, so she turns lights out, she goes into people's rooms, whereas Max Mum just doesn't like people. Just plain up doesn't like people. Um, th- there's some hijinks with them. Uh, old lady house, maybe, at some point. Leave it at oh, that. Okay. <laughs> just wait. It's so good. Uh, the next one we get is uh, who got the pregnant. Um, so obviously at this point in the making of the show, uh, Dee is pregnant uh, because in real life, um, Caitlin Olsen was pregnant with uh, Rob McElhinney's real life baby. So, you know, they had a child. And so she gets pregnant in the show and they excuse it at this point by uh, the guys are going, oh, Dee, you're getting so fat. And she's like, well, yeah, I'm pregnant. And one of you knocked me up. And then so we just spend the entirety of the episode doing a recap of uh, of a Halloween party from everybody's perspective because yeah, they were... it's a very uh rashomon inspired uh well rashomon is the the, the one that's co- credited with this sort of style of storytelling uh a more recent version would be i think it was called vantage point a few years ago which was about uh an attempted assassination attempt but it's it's seeing the same story from different people's perspectives so that you then you know you get their slant on what they saw and what they think happened and only when you actually look at all the pieces together do you get the full picture yeah um so we also get the return of uh of the mcpoils uh which is just any time the mcpoils are in it it's just genius um and just all the interactions with the mcpoils trying to remember about the the events of the evening and uh you know dennis is going to go and throw up because he thinks he may have uh, accidentally oh, impregnated D. God, when I thought when I thought it was Dennis and D going into that back room, I laughed and laughed <laughs> and laughed and but laughed. It, I couldn't believe how funny that was. It's the McPoyles love- um, where Dennis goes to throw up. They're like, "Don't flush." Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> There's so many little comments from, um, particularly Jimmy. Oh fuck, I forget his surname. Jimmy Simpson. But Jimmy Simpson. That's right. His McPoyle. I don't know which one's which. Is he Liam? Um, but Christ, that some of the little side comments he says, like they must be improv or whatever, just as they're finishing little sequences, they're just are oh, so wrong. And it's so so. It's wrong. the way he says it. He's like, <laughs> yeah, just all the little sounds and stuff yeah. they make as well. Um, and the fact that they're just sitting there in a pair of white Y fronts and uh, and dressing gowns as well, which dressing is the look stuff all the time. I liked uh, Frank. In the first bit where he was Spider Man, um, <laughs> but he kept saying "fizz" instead of the whip. Fizz. Yeah, he's. A, uh, I, I wasn't Spider Man. I was Man Spider, or whatever. Exactly, it was. and then he's like, "No, I was Man Spider." Like, what? Uh, oh, and we, we also get the return of Artemis, uh, who uh, has sex with oh, with with uh, with Frank in a, in a bin. Uh, and he um, yeah. and she utilized a hot dog, a hot bun, dog bun hot in, dog in a very unusual fashion. And oh god, 
God almighty. He's uh, so wrong. Yeah. Um, and I love the way it just a couple of times he mentions that it just cuts to the bin. Yeah, it just oh, it's just a big oh, just bin rocking just back shaking from side to side with screams and noise coming out of it. It's so wrong. Um, so the next one, so this is again, this is an episode of two halves for me. Um, I enjoy the stuff with D going back to school, and um, it, it tickles me that we get. Uh, Apologies if my pronunciation of his surname, uh, Ray Abijonis, uh, uh, who was Odo in DS9. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is her drama teacher. Thank you. Thank you. That's who he is. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. I sat there because obviously I've, I've not seen too much DS9. Yeah. It's the, one, it's the one I've seen the least of. And I was sat there going, I know that voice. I really know that voice, but I can't put the face together and i looked him up and was like nope i have no idea who you are that's who it is yeah. odo from ds um as the drink teacher god damn it yeah and that's just really cool because again she she goes to see him uh and try and motivate his his drama class uh and tries to put on a performance and he ends up hurting himself uh, but we also get the other side of this unfortunately i really don't like this side of the story in this episode because it's all about the gang tr- Trying uh, Schmitty, who's a part of the gang way back in their like high school days, trying to get him back in, and and Charlie never really liked the guy and thought he was an asshole. Oddly enough, so do I, because I hate Jason Sudeikis. I think he's a shit actor. I don't find him funny, so I actually hate this episode because Jason Sudeikis is in it, and I don't like the guy. So this is a this is a story of two halves for me. I enjoy Rene Aubergeonis because he's Odo and he's great with D. But I hate the other side of this because Jason Sudeikis is literally a vacuum of of TV time, and I just wish he hadn't been there. I I don't mind the the Schmitty bit because I mean I'm not a huge fan of Jason Sudeikis, admittedly. But Sudeikis, um, Sudeikis whatever, he's, he's oh, whatever. A piece of shit either way. Um, well, M Knight's surname definitely isn't Shyamalamalam or what you said, so it doesn't matter, does it? We no. know who we're talking about. Um. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. Yeah, I, I don't like the Schmitty storyline because I like Charlie too much, mm-hmm. and I don't like Charlie seeing, yeah, you know, seeing Charlie on the periphery of things and being pushed out of things. Uh, and but, and also the fact that the, he he makes the gang all look like assholes. Uh, and yes, yeah. and I was like, yeah, no, you think it's just Charlie to start with? That's and then it. As it what, goes one of on, them at like, a time oh, is right. one thing. Like each episode, you know, if there's an episode and they're taking the piss out of each other, but I don't want an outsider coming in, better in the gang. Fuck off, Schmitty. Fuck off. So I was, I was glad that they wanted to push him out of a car. Yeah. Um, so we now go to which an episode which I'm not sure whether you would have seen, uh, which is D. Reynolds shaping America's youth. Oh, I was just looking. I'm at not that. sure I... whether you would have seen this. Now, there's a reason for that, which I will explain. I only remember one episode of her being the drama teacher. Yes. In which case, this is the episode which sadly has been pulled from Netflix because this is the first appearance of the guy's take on the Lethal Weapon series. Oh, does one of them black up? So Mac and Dennis uh, alternate their roles as uh, as uh, Danny Glover's character. And Mac does the uh, does it in blackface, uh, I, I... and then about halfway through the episode, where there's a shower scene uh, for their for their take of of Lethal Weapon, because this is the next in the Lethal Weapon series. Um, in, they're in the middle of a shower scene, and and Mac stood in the shower, and all of his 
full of his face paint is kind to wash off. And so they then alternate. And then uh, Dennis takes over and starts doing a Danny Glover voice with a moustache. And then Max starts doing a Mel Gibson uh, impression instead. And it's a shame that it's not there because it is satirical about blackface for this very reason. It is completely ridiculous because at the same time as this is going on, and Dee has got her substitute teacher thing going on, um, Charlie has gone to the school and has become friends with a guy who's become a juggalo, which if you remember the insane clown posse from way back in probably the late 90s. Yeah, yeah, I remember the name. Yeah, so juggalos were a bunch of insane insane clown posse people that painted their faces white to look like clowns. Um, So Charlie befriends this kid uh, at, at the school, and... They go to the bar and then the kid sees uh, the the lethal weapon because they're putting on a performance of it uh, because Dee wants the these drama students to see a film and the guys are like, yeah, how can, how can we get them to finally review our lethal weapon film? Let's show it to these kids. And by the end of it, this kid goes from being a juggalo to straight up sitting in the principal's office with Charlie and he's got blackface on. And you just like, oh, for fuck's sake. But they had to pull this episode, obviously, as a result of recent uh, issues recent cancel culture and things yeah um it's a shame because you know there are a couple of episodes of always sunny which do have blackface for this reason and i understand why they were pulled but there's also a reason that they're there in the first place so it's one that i figured you probably wouldn't have seen but it also begins the lethal weapon series which i know you love in real life, the actual lethal weapons. Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you really should find this uh, downloadable and, and go and watch it because you would you would get a real kick out of this. Um, okay, I will try and find that one. So we go to Charlie Kelly, King of the Rats. Yes. Oh God, I've got I've got some notes on this one. Jesus. Um, um, I like I like the gang trying to be less cynical yeah. because it's when they try and do that that you actually realise quite what they are like, particularly Dennis. But he's like, no, normally, normally, I would ask why you're under a bridge with people naked and blah, 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 and blah, blah. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to ask that. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so Dee's supposed to take... Charlie's uh, Charlie's upset because it's getting him down, killing all the rats. Yeah. So Frankie tells them to throw him a surprise party. It's because it's his and, birthday, apparently, coming up. Yeah, and Dee is going to uh, take... Charlie out for the day to a spa to take his mind off stuff while everyone sorts things out. Do you mean spaghetti? They... <laughs> spaghetti in a bag. <laughs> What's your policy on spaghetti? <laughs> um, oh, I'll drop one of my uh, They go to the cinema instead and watch a movie in 3D. Um, and there's a particular Charlieism I love when he gets back to the he gets back to the bar with his 3D glasses on. And the guys are like, what What the hell are those? And he's like, oh, yeah, they're, they're third dimension glasses, but they don't really work. I feel like I'm still seeing things in whatever dimension we live in. Oh, God, Charlie. Oh, Jesus. I love that line. Um, also enjoyed the, the uh, Chad L. Coleman, who, ah, of course, recurs as yes. Duncan. Yes. Uh, no, not Duncan. He opens the door of Duncan's flat. But Z. And fuck, what are they doing in that place? <laughs> So he's he, there's one guy playing a video game. People having sex against a plastic sheet against the wall, and then yeah. once the plastic sheet falls down, they start berating these people for interrupting them. 
what weird and that so they find charlie's dream book <laughs> and make some things that he's denim chicken been dreaming about denim chicken look like a denim chicken yeah. a bird with teeth a bird with teeth yeah. and a worm hat and it was the worm hat that got <laughs> me because there were three options <laughs> so it was <laughs> Is it, is it a worm wearing a hat? Yeah. Is it a hat shaped like a worm? Or is it a hat covered in worms? Yeah. I just, Christ, they got me. Um, and they gave him what we now understand must be a distant relative of Lucille. I assume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They... Lucille's ugly stepsister yeah. or something. They, they gave uh, him a, a real, real lovely looking uh, rat stick. Yeah. Uh, and oh God, I, I love that episode. It's such a good one. Yeah, and it, and it was all a ploy because Frank wanted a surprise party because it's actually his birthday, but nobody gives yep. a shit. Yep. So he was trying to get. That's why he was. Is it a luau he's trying to yeah. do? Yeah, Lu- luau, well, luau, luau, and, and Charlie can't even say luau, and that's yeah. what they're like. Hey, he can't. Charlie does not want a luau. He can't even say luau. Um, and yeah, and it's just the end of it where Charlie just skips off. With his uh, with his baseball bat with nails in it, he's like, "Can I go and kill some rats?" And they're like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Yeah," and they're like, oh, "Look at him, so happy." Yeah. Um. Oh yes, I like this one as well. Okay, so yeah, th- again, just this series as a whole was just fantastic. Uh, there, it, there are some cracking episodes in this series, there really are. Um, so the gang get stranded in the woods. Um, so on their way to a charity benefit uh, in Atlantic City, uh, they're they're dri- they're driving through the woods because uh, Frank is too much uh, of a cheapskate to pay the tolls on the roads, apparently. And um, so they're driving through the woods and and they're having a chat, and then. Suddenly, uh, Max sees a squirrel and just veers the car straight off the road uh, and, and essentially into a tree. So they essentially get stuck in the woods. Um, so while Mac, D and Frank are kind of surviving in the woods, uh, Dennis and, and Charlie hitch uh, a ride to the city with, is it Tom Sizemore, I want to say? Yeah, I guess I wrote Tom Sizemore is the truck driver. What the hell? Yeah. Again, this is 2010. He's a Hollywood actor at this stage. Uh, Just baffled. Yeah. So they, uh, so so Dennis and Charlie hitch a ride, and then Tom Sizemore is just spending the entirety saying Dennis is a very pretty man, and how he'd like to take him up to a hotel, and uh, basically, uh, basically be bummed by the pair of them at the same time is kind of the implication that he's giving. Yeah. Uh, there's there's some implication again, isn't there? Yeah. Um, and again, it's the wording that he uses. I'm, I, I couldn't yeah. say it verbatim at the moment, but it's split. Oh, that's it. Split me open like a coconut. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Just wrong. Um, so, uh, so while Dennis and, and Charlie uh, uh, thankfully managed to get to Atlantic City without having to split any coconuts open, um, unfortunately, Dennis leaves his jacket behind and, and with him all of his money. So Charlie just starts betting and starts winning a lot of money. Um, so they then spend the rest of the evening getting absolutely shit-faced. Now, 
again, we've mentioned uh, previously in one of the episodes where uh, Mac had written a letter to Chase Utley uh, of the Philadelphia Phillies because he's got some weird crush on him. At this benefit, Frank had actually arranged for Chase Utley to be there so that Mac would be able to meet him. Uh, so Dennis actually pretends to be Mac because they don't want to kind of give away the fact that they're not, uh, you know, sorry, that uh, that Charlie is not actually Frank, as, as they've been led to believe. So they then spend the rest of the evening getting absolutely drunk as fuck. Uh, there's this lovely little montage with Mac and Charlie just drinking and playing football and playing games with these guys. While at the same time, uh, Frank... Frank D and uh, and Mac are all in the woods hunting a rabbit. Um, God, I love Frank at the beginning of the episode doing his Elmer Fudd bit. Because he even starts calling it a wabbit. A wabbit, yeah. And he's sort of doing that exaggerated tiptoe around the forest looking for the wabbit. (laughs) Uh, It just reminded me of Elmer Fudd cartoons. Uh, and, uh, And then they find a dead crow. Um, which Frank, in the middle of the night, thinks is a good idea to eat. So he eats God, yeah. a dead crow, uh, and he's like, it's, uh, I've got somebody's soul stuck in me, and starts being violently ill. Uh, D gets all maternal about a rabbit. Um, Jesus Christ. And well, it, yeah, it's to do with because Mac is, that's why he swerved the car to avoid the squirrel, isn't it? Yeah. So he's got to preserve the animals. Yeah. So when they get the rabbit, he won't let them kill it, and D. He's going to kill it, but then can't. Yeah. Because then that leads to the joke right at the end of the episode where she releases (laughs) the rabbit back into the wild to be perfectly safe and it gets run over. Uh, No, it doesn't. It doesn't get run over. A hawk comes out of the air. A hawk comes out of the air, picks it up off of the ground, and then Max like, fuck nature, fuck it, I'm done. And it's just brilliant. And then Mac at this point... That's right, because I think in my head I was going, you're going to release it and it's going to get flattened by a car. And then that didn't happen. Yeah, but uh, what I was and, and it ends. It ends with uh, with Charlie and Dennis on a on a flight home because they've got the the money to actually get a flight home. So they get a flight home and decide to send Mac a picture of Dennis. Uh, sorry, yeah, of Dennis with Chase Utley, and then Mac just gets this picture. And he's just like, no, and just the the gang just fucking each other over, just. Uh, and who turns up to pick them up to take them home? Ah, Ty Sizemore. And it's just Ty like, oh, hey, hey, good looking. Looking looking directly at Mac at this time. Yeah. Oh, God. So um, now we're getting to the... Hang on, one other bit, sorry. Uh, yeah. I assume that the baseball players we saw at the end were the actual baseball players. Yeah, Chase Utley and... Yeah, I Whoever assume so, because the, the, I'm sure there are a couple of sequences in the sort of party night montage where they genuinely corpse because of what the guys are saying. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I caught them a couple of times genuinely corpsing. Yeah. Uh, no, as far as I'm aware, they were uh, Philadelphia Phillies. I'd like to say Chase certainly gets mentioned a few times, um, you know, previous. So, um, yeah, it was just somebody to keep an eye out for. Um, so we now get to D uh, gives birth. Uh, so... Obviously, at this point, you know, Dee is at that point where, you know, her waters break and she's about to give birth. So the guys uh, go on a bit of a spree to try and figure out who the father is because they don't have a clue themselves. So they start putting together um, all of her exes, uh, you know, the, the guy from the Korean restaurant that she slept with, uh, you know, the uh, the soldier, uh, even 
you know, the bad rapper from previous seasons. So she, they go through a, a list of all of her previous exes and get them to a party to try and suss out whether they'd had unprotected sex with Dee. Uh, while Dee is at the hospital with Dennis, uh, trying to give birth, uh, getting pissed off because she can't have her stories. Dennis is getting reamed out by the nurse on, ch- uh, on duty at the time. So She reminded me of uh, the sassy nurse in Scrubs. Yes, Laverne. Or Laverne, thank you. I've been trying to think of her name. I was like, oh, I can't remember the girl, the chick's name from Scrubs. Uh, Laverne. Or Laverne Yes, she reminded me of her. She was very funny, though. Yeah, no, she's good. She doesn't he do a big speech about Thor and like I'll strike down <sighs> with my hammer of fire and blah blah blah. <laughs> it's uh, I I know that there's one one of these episodes. Um, he he does come down on 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 this one. There is another one, uh, which is coming up soon. Uh, which fucking I love the, the, the how he, he yeah shouts at this one. Um, but yeah, no, again, he does have a kind of rant to this one. She's like, "Excuse me, I ain't gonna take this shit," and walks off with the sass, and he's just kind of left standing there, um, mm-hmm. not not having a clue. And so this a- a episode culminates in um, the the birth of the baby. Uh, all of the guys uh, coked out of their heads, all kind of crowded around in the, the delivery room waiting. And uh, as Dee is being wheeled over with the baby in, and, you know, in a wheelchair and the guys, and he got this, oh, lovely sound of music. Uh, suddenly see, uh, Max suddenly sees Carmen. He's like, what the fuck are you doing here? She's like, oh, come to get my baby. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and and Dee just suddenly says, oh yeah, the tranny's the dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it never saw that coming and like you say it's brilliant because they do for the first time i think ever watching the show i was like oh wow we're gonna do a little poignant moment here and you know i was feeling it because at this stage like when d first got pregnant earlier in the series i was like are we actually doing d getting pregnant are we gonna do this and then obviously you see her a few episodes later and you're like yeah okay all right so she must be really pregnant in real life then um, so it is nice because they sort of hover the camera over Max's face for a little bit. Yes. She's coming in with the baby, and I'm sure the child is probably their actual child from the time. I would have thought. Yeah, I think you um, cut to the end, of, or to, as the credits continue, yeah, pictures you right then get the a end. picture of their newborn. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, I was like, oh, you're going to do something really nice and sweet, and then it's no, no, Carmen's the dad. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, and it's just, again, it's just Dee going through labour. She's like, oh, that hurts like a horse's dick. Oh, God. And, <laughs> and yeah, just some of the shit she comes out with, just just brilliant. She's like, oh, would you do that again? Oh, God, no. No, 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 I'm, no, no. Um, just just brilliant. And again, it was just nice to see all of the, the supporting cast all get together, uh, you know, all of the random guys and stuff like that, just having their little party. Uh, it's so funny. Um, so we then get to uh, a very sunny Christmas, uh, or as uh, as Frank says when he wheels up at the beginning of it, "Merry Christmas, bitches." Uh, I want I want to send that to everybody when it gets to Christmas time uh, because I fucking hate Christmas. You know me; I'm not a festive person. But I think people would yeah. take a offence if I suddenly just sent them a, a small clip of Danny DeVito yeah. saying, uh, "Yeah, Merry Christmas, bitches." But the beginning of this episode, I knew we were in for a good one with the beginning bit when uh, the. Charlie's trying to hang something up behind the bar and Max move it to your left and he moves it right and Max says move it to your other <laughs> left 
Charlie's like, but we're, we're two different people. We can't have the same left. <laughs> Just Christ. Some of the lines he comes out with. I also got a huge pop from seeing a yellow Lamborghini Contash in this episode because that was my childhood. The Contash, as they call it. The Contash. I, I had that on my wall uh, from uh, posters of that on my wall. And uh, Cannibal Run, that's what did it for me. Um, so cannibal. this one is essentially uh, so Mac and uh, and Charlie kind of are finding out about the truth about their own uh, you know, families, families, families. So we get Mac who watches a video of uh, a family Christmas. Turns out his family broke into somebody's house, steals the video camera, starts opening presents, and all while trying to keep Mac quiet because Mac's very excitable as a child. And then uh, suddenly Matt gets a, you know, gets a present open and just starts losing his shit. And turns out that wakes the family of the house they've broken into to steal the peasants from. <laughs> uh, again, it's brilliantly played because when I when that sequence started, I was like, oh, Mac didn't have a bad childhood. Oh. I was like, I bet most of the presents are stolen or you know, bought with stolen money. But then they just take it a step further. And no, no, it's not even that they're stolen presents. <laughs> it's that they're broken into someone else's house on Christmas morning. And the thing is that Mac thinks that you just alternate around other people's houses. He thinks that's a plausible explanation you, of how you, Christmas is. You just is. go to different people's houses, open a present and run. And then the next family come in to open a present. And, uh, and that's why there were never any presents at his house. And Charlie's uh, Charlie's Christmas, where all the Santas came round. All the Santas. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> and uh, at, at various points, you know, you just get one Santa come in and give Charlie a, a random present, and then goes upstairs, and then another one. He's like, I didn't always know what the you know what the presents were, but I always found a good use for them. And it's like a model kit. And then Charlie's just taking the glue out, and he's just sniffing the glue instead. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so while this is going on, we've got uh, Dee and Dennis, who are rightfully so pissed off at Frank uh, because uh, they never understood uh, the the lesson that he tried to teach them at Christmas. Uh, whereas they were just like, why why didn't we just get nice presents instead of you just, you know, buying them for yourself all the time? Yeah. Um, so they kind of go on this, okay, let's try and do a Christmas carol type thing with uh, somebody that Frank used to work with. Um and uh yeah bad mouthing him and stuff like this and it's just very fucked up because you know it's frank being frank he's he's never going to fucking change also we think uh until the end of it he he does feel the guilt and then he's like yeah you know what d there's there's your bag i'll get it cleaned out and dry clean cuz he's been keeping uh, cheesy poofs and malted mink uh, malted milk balls or something like that and this like ridiculously expensive uh, designer handbag. He's also customed uh, the Countach, uh with a wire hanger uh, and a drop weight, so that he doesn't have to fuck about with the door. Just, it's just a, it's just a Christmas, uh, you know, a sunny Christmas, and then you know it ends with, you know, a snow machine being turned on, and uh, just the ridiculousness of, of the bar. Is this the, the Christmas where Charlie confronts the Santa in the mall? No, this had been before. Uh, this was uh, this was previous. This is just before it. Okay, no. Uh, no, no. Sorry, uh, we'd we'd seen that episode like a couple of seasons before. Sorry. Oh, did we? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. We'd. I think we mentioned it on the previous pod. Uh, okay, sorry. Uh, where? Yeah, he's just. Uh, did you fuck my mum, Santa? Did Did you fuck my mum? Yeah. Did you fuck did my mum, Santa? And then rips into his neck. 
Uh, and so that's biting, isn't it? Um, so, question. Sure. Hang on. This is... Right. So, because I've got notes here about... So, this is this the one where they go to a party at Frank's old work? Yeah. Because they're hoping yes. that somebody will badmouth him. And uh, yeah. Frank and is completely... Danny DeVito being... <laughs> What I can only describe as being born out of the couch. Yeah. It ah, uh, that's something I can't ever unsee. No, it's really not. That's that's ah, uh, that's something that's going to stay with me forever. Also, I love his uh, stop motion animation sort of near death experience. That was fucking brilliant as well. Yeah, it's that um, something reindeer that uh, they have in America that we don't have over here. I can't remember the name of it. There's a particular, um, ra- it's like the, the little reindeer thing is like, it's a stop motion kind of holiday thing over in America. I cannot remember the name of it to, to save my life, unfortunately. Cool. I reckon we, I reckon we call it a day there because I don't think we're going to get through another series in no, no. like half an hour or whatever. So oh. I think we stop there and then we can always do another one. Um. Yeah, that's that seems as good a point as any to stop because yeah, I do. Yeah, there is a lot to say about some stuff coming up, and and it's you know uh, as well as it, we're getting into the part of what I would call evolution of the show, mm-hmm. which is the same uh, as we sort of touched on when we did the South Park episode. You know, the the show evolves over time as it develops and gets an understanding of itself, and we're really starting to get into some of that now. Um, oh, one cool. quick continuity question I do have. Because sure. normally the show is very good at its own continuity, apart from, as we'll discover, Frank seems to have had a, a a life. His life before we met him seems to have been very full. Even though he was a successful businessman with a successful company, he seems to have spent most of his early life in South America hiding and being <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, there's the, the Christmas one. It starts with Mac looking through the closet at his house and finding the robot toy. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, his house would have been burned How down. How does that then? work? Because I thought his house was burned down. It's very true. You know what? Continuity-wise, I never considered that. You know no, what? it only it popped into my head while I was watching it. I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, because the thing was, I was like, oh, well, it doesn't, yeah, the continuity doesn't matter that much. But obviously at this point, they, they do really, you know, they start to reference back quite a lot to other things that have happened. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah. That yeah, no. Kind of doesn't work, but no, uh, no. I, just, no, I don't yeah. really care. It's just something that popped into my head because, yeah, there his mom's house burnt down. So I was like, oh, maybe she's living back there again now. But then, of course, next time we see his mom and Charlie's mom, they're still living together. Yes, they are. Yeah. So they obviously continue living together. But yeah, no, I'm not. Here sure we go, that. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Um. As we said before, get involved. Join in at us at VSM underscore pod if you wish, or go to the Facebook page. Face, yeah, face, Facebook. 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 You got no Sean Connery on there. I've gone Sean Connery. We didn't mention Sean Connery, actually. We should have done, but uh, rest in peace, Sean Connery. Yeah, rest in peace. Well, of 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 the traditional Bonds, I, uh, yeah, he was probably my favourite. Yeah, I mean, to, to be fair, there's, uh, you know, as, as we'll touch on when we get to the Bond ones, he was the most notable bond for me when 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 i think of james bond i think of sean connery when i think of the james bond film that i love which is we'll discuss there's one individual but when i think of the collective films that the individual did 
It's Connery every time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I don't like comparing Daniel Craig's Bond to any of the old Bonds no. because I don't think it's the same. No, completely different type of cinematography, different type yeah, of filmmaking, etc., etc. Et but when you think of iconic individuals that have been that moniker, it's always mm-hmm. going to be Connery for me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, cool. Okay. Well, we'll see you later then, ladies and gentlemen. We've now got at least another couple of parts of Always Sunny we can come back to in the intervening weeks. Um, and yes, there is a Bond episode on the way, because I can't be bothered to keep delaying it anymore, so we're just going <laughs> to do it. Um, so yes, we will see you down the road, as Stone Cold says. Uh, we'll catch you down the road. Um, and for now, I have been Bav. I have been Fluff. And this has been Screen Masters.